You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I am Emily Liedem. And thank you for joining us this morning. That music means it's time for this week's Honor a Father segment. We have many great priests who model and guide us to a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father. So we want to honor our spiritual fathers with a dozen donuts donated by a local business. So let us know who you would like to honor. Each week we will draw a name, share who the winner is, and find out why that particular priest was nominated by one or more of our listeners. So today's Honor Our Fathers segment on the Real Presence Radio is brought to you in part by Holy Family Bookstore. To know God, to love God, to serve God, Holy Family Bookstore in Fargo provides Catholic books, gifts, and religious articles for all occasions. Their number is 701-241-7842. Do you ever think... Faith of our fathers, holy <laughs> faith. When we do this segment, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. I think of that song leave every it, time. Leave it to you to come up with a theme I song. I know. <laughs> I know. I think that should be the new background music. Okay, so this week we are honoring Father Pio Antonio from Immaculate Conception Catholic Church in Cromwell, Minnesota. That sounds uh, so fancy. Okay, no, Chrome. Crosby, Minnesota. I was like, is that not where Chris Bergwald is from? It's no. definitely Crosby. But Father Pio Antonio is from Cromwell, Minnesota. And Mallory nominated him saying, I nominated Father Pio because he is so caring and understanding and gives the best homilies. I love it. He helped me work through some very difficult times in my life. And I will forever be thankful for Father Pio. Oh, wonderful. What a gift. What yep. a gift. Priests are a gift. Again, congratulations to Father on being chosen in this week's Honor Our Father segment. Today's Honor Our Father segment on the Real Presence Radio Network is brought to you in part by Holy Family Bookstore. To know God, to love God, to serve God, Holy Family Bookstore in Fargo provides Catholic books, gifts, and religious articles for all occasions. Their number is 701-241-7842. All right. Guess what time it is. What time is it, Heather? Banter time. Banter! What a beautiful morning. Yep. Uh, Favorite segment so far? Definitely the Advent segment. Yeah. Not that Andrew wasn't fantastic or I love hearing about choral things, but it really is inspiring me to start thinking about Advent because that's starting here next week, isn't it? The 29th? I was going to say, when is Advent starting? Sunday? (laughs) Yep, it's Sunday the 29th. So really, yeah. This Sunday must be, is this Sunday Christ the King? I don't know. What's the feast of this Sunday? I'll look it up. Somebody's yelling in their car right now saying, no, it's this. What is wrong with you? Um, So, Emily, you've got young children. Discuss your family. You've got, uh, what, four? Two. two. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Four-year-olds. Well, almost four. She'll be four in January. And, uh, And then, yeah, Magdalene is two now she just turned to um which has been so fun you know and i gotta be honest with you i think is it really for, fun yes a two-year-old yes no, i'm kidding she <laughs> is a blast uh i really you know so interesting thing because my oldest has been challenging in different ways she's just uh-huh. a very strong-willed human being and uh the other day somebody said you know how's claire doing getting any better or something like that and i just thought I actually find her unbelievably delightful. Right. Right now. Just and 
absolutely there are times where I want to, you know, pull my hair out or whatever. But, right. um, but yeah, I just have been really trying to be intentional of noticing her humor, her joy, her, uh, nuances. Well, and it struck me learning. wrong just now when you said, is she getting better? Yeah. Well, and this was a dear friend of mine that could okay. say something like okay. that. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm that, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, don't she's worry. She's a kid. She's a kid. Let her yeah. be a kid. <laughs> no, and, and just, I think they were asking in terms because she just is not a great sleeper or something like that is oh. kind of how it came out. Um, or just, and, and they just know like she's, yeah, she's just a really strong willed mm-hmm. kiddo. Um, and, and yeah, it just was this beautiful conversation and I thought a good reminder for me as a mom, how am I presenting my kids to the world? How am I, you mm. know, uh, personal, giving them their persona or whatever in sure. the context of my friendship or work or whatever. And, and to just really honor them and their dignity and speaking well of them, speaking mm-hmm. well of their gifts and, and talents and that kind of thing. But, yeah. you know, I, I, as I look at approaching Advent and this desire that my husband and I have for uh, having a, a family that lives liturgically and raising our children in an environment that is so rich for them to encounter the gospel on a daily basis. Um, I have to remind myself that we're, we're in the trenches, but we're, but it has to start now. Yeah. Right. So last night as we were doing our family nighttime prayers and I had one, girl jumping on the bed and one girl laying on the ground with her legs up in the air and you know that kind of thing but uh but we go around and say you know what are you thankful for Mm -hmm. you know Maggie what are you thankful for and she'll say you know mommy daddy Claire and Claire what are you thankful for and it changes you know my friends or whatever uh and even though she's laying on the floor seemingly disinterested uh, she's encountering Christ in her own way. Well, and those those traditions carry on. My brother-in-law had a tradition. Um, he's not a extremely religious man by any stretch of the imagination. He's um, a very quiet, very large, like six foot six gentleman. Okay. I mean, so just this huge, quiet giant. I don't mean huge in a bad yeah. way. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, Dan. <laughs> but, you know, in his family, they had a tradition that after they would have a really interesting day, they would say, go around the table and say, what was your favorite part of today? Well, mm-hmm. he still does that. So you're sitting down at the table yeah. and you just did whatever at my sister's house. And all of a sudden, the big man at the end of the table. So what was your favorite part of today? You know, yeah. but yeah. he's done that since he was a child. Yeah. Absolutely. And Absolutely. It, it's a beautiful tradition. Yeah. That's how they start. Do you have any Thanksgiving traditions? We have boring ones. Like, well, I guess I shouldn't say boring. We go around the table. What are you thankful for? Yeah. That's yeah. about it. Yeah. I, uh, I think this year, especially, uh, I've just been reflecting a lot on gratitude because it, it can be difficult to remain in hope when things have been difficult for this mm-hmm. year. Uh, I know that there's been a lot of challenges for individuals in various ways, and uh, many people are grieving, perhaps not being able to see grandparents this Thanksgiving or, or worried about, uh, yeah, needing to be quarantined during the holidays or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. Uh, and, and I think really the great antidote to a lack of hope is gratitude. Right. And uh, when, we, when we find ourselves in a place of 
non- despair or of anxiety or fear or uh, uncertainty about the future, to remain rooted in gratitude allows us to remain, gruti- remain rooted in hope. Uh, think of all of the gifts that right. have come this year, the unexpected gifts. Uh, more time with family, a time to slow down in a lot of ways, uh, a time to be reminded that we're not made for this world. Right. You know, to be reminded of our own, um, our own humanity. I think in a lot of ways. Any inspirations on today's discussion on Advent that you're going to add to your family's repertoire? I love the traveling. I do too. Mary and Joseph. (laughs) And my kiddos are going to eat that up. Um, (laughs) Because I, okay, I'm, I have a confession, Heather. Ready. Um, The Catholic police are totally going to call me. I am not a man of the cloth, so. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get hate mail. Real Presence is going to get hate mail for this. (laughs) I've started decorating my house. Yeah. I did. I just, I thought, it's 2020. The rules are out the window. I think even Jesus is like, let's go. Let's bring Christmas I need on. some twinkle lights. We need some twinkle lights up in 2020. So I, I mean, I, I'm not a pagan. I didn't decorate my tree. I just set it out. Okay. So cal- calm down, folks. But I, I did. I just, I really, I've started slowly kind of bringing things out because I just needed to be uh, reminded. Well, don't of you think the, the bringing out of decorations can be a journey in itself and that's exactly what I let's was pretend it's for. that yeah you know yeah. okay so calm down catholic police uh no it's been funny just joking with my friends about all of this because i have a lot of you know folks a lot of friends that are like anti-decorating until december 25th yes um and i just love a holiday house i love to I deck know. the halls so yeah. i'm i'm kind of into have you read okay really quick side note theology of home no i have seen that though buy it Okay. It's it's this beautiful book. Um, it's kind of like a Joanna Gaines for yeah, Catholics. I, yeah. Um, so I just got it in the mail yesterday, and I'm really excited to kind of to dive into it a little bit more. But I really, uh, I really love beauty, and and mm-hmm. the home is a sacred place, and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. That's one of the the passions for me. Uh, one of my passions. So uh, creating an environment in my home and uh, decorating. For Thanksgiving and Christmas and bringing out, you know, live greens and and that Mm -hmm. kind of thing is just really fun for me. Uh, Candles. I love the richness. You know, uh, Robin talked about the people in darkness have seen a great light and the purpose of the candles in our home at Christmas. That's a reminder that even amidst the darkness, Christ shines brightly. Uh, And so that's something that uh, is, is just kind of striking me as well. But I love the idea of... Uh, having a Mary and Joseph that travel throughout my home. And one of my ideas to add to that was, I think I would have a little candle that we could do a kind of a procession so that it would go like maybe each night or once Mm -hmm. a week or whatever. I don't know. Let's not get ahead of myself. (laughs) Each night might be a little, a little bit more than I can handle our nighttime prayers. Well, maybe that would be our nighttime prayer. I don't know. I got to think through it. I got to talk to my husband about this. We'll collaborate and I'll, and I'll get back to you. What we decide to do. Yeah. Very important. Uh, but wouldn't that be kind of cool? 
to like have a little light that guides mm-hmm. Mary and Joseph throughout your home, maybe to start, you know, the farthest away from the nativity and to travel. I love that it's in each of the children's rooms. Yeah. Well, um, I'm, I'm a huge nerd because I live with, my mom lives with me mm-hmm. and she's of retirement age and my 17 year old daughter. Mm-hmm. It's the three of us in this house and I'm kind of thinking, let's do it. Totally. <laughs> I think it's a, okay. I think they would get a kick out of it just as much as I do. totally agree. Sometimes, you know, the, in the gospel become, uh, gosh, become like, yeah, become like a child. Um, that was a terrible quotation from scripture. I'm so sorry. My mom embodies that. Yes. And I think there's something to be said for these things that we do for children to help them understand. If we look at the, the church's liturgy. Mm-hmm. It's very hands-on. It's we have lights and smells and th- and tastes and you know all of these different things because that uh, element that we see in the child where they need to be able to touch it and smell it and feel mm-hmm. it and to in order to understand it that doesn't just go away as we get older. Uh, and so part of I think this living liturgically part of the joy of Advent is lighting the candle, seeing mm-hmm. the colors, the the sacredness of turning down the lights and and watching that glow uh, at the dinner table, there's there's something really beautiful. Or the traveling, to, the traveling yeah. Mary and Joseph. That for us as adults, that need to experience, to see the transition, to see and experience the the movement, the journey of Mary and Joseph hasn't grown out of us. Right. You yeah. Know? It's Absolutely. still it's still there, and it taps into a human a human need that we have. Absolutely. One of the f- favorite things that I learned. I don't know, last year, I think it was, is that you can physically go on the journey that Mary and Joseph took to Bethlehem. So you can physically walk the walk that they walked to Bethlehem. Like in the Holy Land, you mean? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And then you stay in tents and you stay wherever, and it takes about four days to get there. Wow. And so ever since I've envisioned that actual journey. Mm-hmm. And then I was talking with a mother who um, last year was pregnant. And I'm thinking about this f- long four-day journey through the desert. Um, it's hilly and rocky and um, it shows you different terrains and stuff. And can you imagine, Emily, mm-hmm. being nine months pregnant? No. On a donkey? No. Really? No. Oh, did I ever tell you what Monsignor Mangan said to me when I was going on pilgrimage? <laughs> When I was pregnant with my first. Did I tell you this story? No. Oh, this is so classic Monsignor Mangan. So uh, we had just gotten married and we were going to Poland uh, for right. World Youth Day I on pilgrimage. That. And I was terrified. You that were sick. We, well, I was nervous that we were going to be pregnant for this trip, which we ended up being. And um, because I just, well, what if I don't feel well? And what's that going to mm. look like? And, and Monsignor Mangan said, well, you know, Emily... Our lady went, went on pilgrimage when she was pregnant, and she went on a donkey. <laughs> Thanks, Monsignor. And so I thought, okay. And you know, what a great reminder for us this First year, First world too. problems. Yes. What a great reminder for us this year of, of just, yeah, in, in where we're at in our own journey, maybe in, in some of the chaos that can feel like the end of the year and uh, mm-hmm. the noise of the world, if you will. Um, it's really noisy. It's right really now. noisy right now. And, and yeah, what a beautiful reminder to just enter into pilgrimage uh, in our own hearts. And 
Maybe have the little eh. traveling. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. I think it's I think that's such a great idea. So yeah, I'm really excited to implement that in our home. Beautiful. What other traditions do you guys do? Do you um, do an advent candle? Advent wreath? Yes, so we do our advent wreath um, at uh, the dinner table, which has been a really beautiful prayer. Um, we. Where do you find your advent prayers for the advent wreath? Okay, so yet to be determined because okay. we tried something last year that did not work. When Robin was talking about find what works for your family and find what does not right. work for your family, um, last year we were really ambitious and I think we were using Bishop Barron's. Oh, wow. Uh, right? Uh, which are beautiful for Matt and I. Yeah, I was going to say not for a three-year-old. Not for a three-year-old. And so it was really frustrating for me because we would sit down, I would have made dinner, and then we would read, you know, this this. Well, good luck just getting them to sit there for dinner. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I can't even get them to sit and eat, let alone, you know, sit for our little 20-minute prayer prayer tradition. So I'm actually uh, on the lookout for something that would be a little bit more helpful. I think uh, something from Catechesis of the Good Shepherd, yes. which is a children's catechetical program, is uh, some wisdom from them is give the child what is most essential. Give the young child what is most essential. They don't need all of the rest. So if it's one sentence, maybe two, Jesus is the light of the world. Mm. That is what is most essential to the child. So um, that's something that's that I'm... Beautiful. Isn't that beautiful? That is beautiful. And sometimes that's that's a good reminder for us, too, especially when we... I think sometimes we want to have these big, elaborate prayers, and they're beautiful, right? And we see that in the liturgy at different times, but for the right place and for the right time. And, and sometimes I think what's most essential, what's most quiet, actually is what's most beautiful. And for, for a family with young children... Um, I think is the best way to really engage the child. Well, and I think just the the point that you and Matt are taking the time out of each evening to show that this Advent wreath is special yeah. and that we're going to light a candle and we're going to do whatever it is that follows to show that this tradition is special and it has its place and it has meaning. Yeah. And eventually they grew up to be adults right. like you and I. Right. And they carry that on. Right. But that's beautiful. And I, I have a that. big audacious goal oh, you this do. year. I'm going to try and complete all of my Christmas shopping before Advent starts. I've got a week and a half. How's that going? Not great. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got a list. I've got that's a list. better than me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm thinking this huh. is probably there's probably no way that this is actually going to happen, but I bought like two things, so I I feel like I'm doing okay so far. I'll, you know, I'll I'll tell you what I tell my daughter all the time. Yeah. You better get used to disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, and I'm really I'm really looking at um, how can we support small businesses this year too? Amen. Because I think um, you know Amazon's doing just fine because yes. we can all order. Although you can order from small businesses on Amazon, which yes. is which is great. But um, so that's something that I'm kind of pondering this year is how can I get out and, and really support some of these small businesses. Well, since my mom is running year, a small business, I highly recommend that. That would be the mustard seed <laughs> off of 41st Street in Sioux Falls. Or you can check out their website. <laughs> 
right. No, and the mustard seed has beautiful Christmas yes. gifts for people. So yeah. I, I think those make really great gifts for like uh, mother-in-laws, father-in-laws, mm-hmm. um, godchildren yep. as well. So that's a tradition that we have as we give our each of our godchildren a special gift, typically oh. kind of a religious book or something like that. I so, love that. Yeah, yeah. It's a good way I to love it. I work that. there every Saturday, and I just love it when I have uh, godparents that come through and remember their godchildren yeah. for their feast days or birthdays or yes. Christmas. I love yes. it. Yes. Which means I'm a really horrible godmother. <laughs> no better time than today, Heather. I am my sister's, uh, I'm her children, all but one. Okay. I'm their godmother. Yeah. Is it Sorry. the last one? Because you were slacking on the first no, few? No, it's the middle. Oh, interesting. I interesting. <laughs> she has five. And so the very middle, I'm not her godmother, yeah. but... She's feisty, so she needed her own. Yeah, she's totally. spicy, is what we call yeah, her. Spicy. Yeah. yeah, she needed another type of godmother. Yeah, she I get did. that. I yeah. get that. Well, don't forget your godchildren this this Christmas, friends. Uh, and yeah, let me know if your uh, attempts to finish Christmas shopping before Advent how they go. Yeah, join me. Good in luck the, with that. Join me in the process. That's <laughs> a good goal. I like it. All right, Emily. So we're going to take a quick break. and we come back, we've got a little change in our schedule with Andrew Bartell is going to join us. Great. From the Catholic Community Foundation from Eastern South Dakota. So, folks, stay right there. We're going to be back with more Real Presence Live right after this break. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 